and we are speaking with you from our Teenex studio this morning here at JM and the AM. That's given us an opportunity, since we are in New Jersey, to invite Rabbi Josh Kahn into our studio, who is the Rosh Yeshiva of TABC. He and Rabbi Stochel and Rabbi Finkelstein and the whole amazing administration that we got to know really, really well over the last many, many years. Many of you know that four Siegel boys went to TABC, and uh, there they turned into four very effective uh, men and leaders, Baruch Hashem, all doing well, canine hurrah, thank God. And uh, Rabbi Khan takes great pride in that, as does everybody at TABC. But that's not the reason he's here. This As much as he and I love to discuss this topic, it's not the reason he's here this morning. He's here this morning because uh, many high schools in our quote-unquote yeshiva league, as I call it, are concerned about where their seniors might be next year in light of all the... Uh, developments on campuses around the United States, including in this area, frankly, campuses we never would have expected it from. So TABC, uh, with Rabbi Khan, Rabbi Stochel, and the entire administration, I should mention Mrs. Weinberger, because she deals with college with potential college students constantly, uh, they put together a letter to the TABC community, which essentially, um, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll just read most of it here. As we continue to mourn the atrocities that our brothers and sisters in Israel have experienced, we are simultaneously following the frightening rise in anti-Semitism in the United States. While anti-Semitic hate crimes have been steadily increasing in recent years, they've become alarmingly brazen in recent weeks. The conditions for Jewish students on many college campuses is intolerable. We are carefully monitoring the statements that universities have or have not issued, scrutinizing actions that college administrators have taken, and hearing directly from our alumni about the discrimination they are currently experiencing. We applaud the leaders who have written to university presidents who express their shock and disappointment for the direct, for the dereliction of duty to ensure the safety of their Jewish students. And here's where the letter gets very interesting and proactive. We feel strongly that we cannot continue to invite college representatives to speak to our students as they have in the past. Your son's physical and emotional welfare is too important to us. As we proceed through the admissions season, we will require the following expectation of all universities who wish to recruit our students with visits to our school. Before college representatives can enter our building, they must bring a statement from their university leadership detailing their plans to protect and maintain the safety and security of our graduates on their campuses as Jews. We will continue to communicate to each college our serious concerns about the hostile environment permitted on their campuses based on the trends and incidents we are so closely tracking. It's our hope that our collective stance in prioritizing the safety of our students will compel universities to address the severity of the current situation. Now, um, This is a development that I feel is significant because we have watched what's been happening on college campuses with tremendous fright and a lot of trepidation, great concern for our young students who are now in high school and frankly, those who are on the college campuses now as well. And there are some schools, I don't think, I think Rabbi Khan will tell us that there are other colleagues of his and of theirs at TABC that have taken the same action or a similar action. We'll discuss that, uh, but there's no question TABC was among the first. And with that, I say good morning, Rabbi Josh Khan. A pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, This had to have been, look, high schools and colleges, especially in our community, academics is taken very seriously from our parent body and the students and and your administration. It, it, It had to have been a difficult road to get here. In other words, this was not, oh, look what's going on at all these campuses. Let's pen a letter. This must have been an arduous task to pen the right letter. And I assume you weighed so many different uh, um, uh, points that you wanted to make and actually confront these colleges with. What has this process been like? 
Yeah, so, you know, we've, we've been tracking college campuses. It's not new um, that anti-Zionism and anti-Semitism exists on campus. Uh, some of the political stances, some of the guests that are invited to various campuses have been frightening. Um, and, and watching since October 7th, um, the stance that colleges have or have not taken, watching philanthropists really stand up as leaders, Jewish philanthropists withdraw money or, right. or commit to not supporting these universities, um, I honestly have found inspiring um, and certainly pushed us to feel that, that it's our responsibility uh, to take a stance as well. You know, I have a quote uh, in my office from our aide Jonathan Sachs, Zechon uh, Olavracha, who said, to defend a land, you need an army, but to defend freedom, you need education. Oh. Um, and, and, you know, to me, what, what's so powerful about that quote, it's always been powerful to me. It's not, it's not a new quote. It's a quote I've used before. It was in my office before any of this started. Um, but it's specifically right now when the battleground is actually in the field of education and on the educational campuses that it's been concerning to us. On a process level, um, thank God we have a really, really strong network of schools. And, and as a network of, of high schools, of Shiva high schools, we are meeting um, to discuss a collaborative stance. About how many schools? I'm just curious, like around... I, I believe this afternoon we have 35 oh, wow. schools getting A really together. significant number. Yes, a very significant number. Oh. It's something that I think and all I of the high schools... And I would assume boys, girls, and co-ed. Right? Correct. I guess all of them. Wow. Something all of the high schools are, are really troubled by um, and want to take you know kind of strong and decisive action. Um, you know, on, on a personal school-wide level, uh, as you know, my note, Yeshiva High School right. as well, um, we have a very good relationship. And CB and I spoke about two weeks ago. Uh, it was in the in the aftermath um, of again this just increased rise, and and we said, how can we just continue this way? Um, we knew that the early decision deadline, early right. applications are actually due yeah, today. Yeah, this is the time of year, unfortunately, for the colleges. This is the time you're really going to feel it the most, right? I right. Mean, I guess, right. And, and Have so they done even, it, by the way? Has Maya note? Yes. Yeah, so, they so, the letter? Correct. So we did this collaboratively in the sense that we talked through different different, op different options, mm -hmm. what would be the right balance on the one hand between taking a stance, and on the other hand, you know, we always feel our responsibility is to help our families and our students get into the college of their choice, right. and how can we balance those values? Um, and so we went through different options together and then we each you know within our own school uh dis discussed and decided what will be the appropriate tone what will be the appropriate approach um and that was with college guidance with our administration with our lay leaders as well um and this is the stance we came up with and, and i'll just stress that from our perspective um as passionately as we feel on the political sense and you know uh Rabbi Adler, sure. our Rosh Hashiva Emeritus, who, who felt very strongly and created a culture in TABC, which was very, very religious Zionist. Um, and we have over 40 alumni currently serving in I Sahal. was going to ask you about that. We'll get to that, yeah. Um, so that part is important to us. At the same time, uh, the letter that we, that we penned uh, does focus on um, the safety of and the anti-Semitism. It doesn't get into the Zionism. Right. It doesn't get into the stance on Hamas, but right. really focuses on the safety of our students, which, you know, as, as you know, we view our students as our children. How could we send our students to a place? How could we send our children to a place that they would not feel safe? And so that was the stance. And it's our hope that we're not preventing colleges from coming to right. our school, but that they are going to take the actions that they owe to their students. Right. And some colleges already have taken those actions. Rabbi Josh Khan is here. I don't know what time you have to be on campus, but, uh, you know, feel free to indicate if you have only a couple of minutes left um so in the end whatever that means in the next couple of days the next week will the majority of those 30 40 schools you know also take this similar action do you think are you the exception and it'll only be four or five schools that will probably be this tough on the and this is not a criticism by the way every school goes through their own you know 
their, their own considerations about how strong to be on this issue, and I get it. What do you think in the end is going to happen? Well, how many schools or around how many schools will take a similar action? Right. It's, it's a very hard uh, guess to make. Um, what I can say is that I know. Well, what are from, we up to now? Do you know? Like how many you've done it already or is it just the two of you? Us and my note, Kushner, Kushner has issued a statement, um, which, is, which is a strong statement, um, which acknowledges that they, they are going to be refining what exactly the approach looks like, but a very strong statement. Like a statement of concern type thing. Yes. Got it. Um, and, and I think every single school is, is highly concerned. Um, and, and in all fairness, there may be some schools that you're just not aware of. Now, I don't want anyone to think that we're not, you know, highlighting them for their efforts. Right. right. I, I know, and I know on social media, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of conversation of people saying, I'm going to bring the statement to right. my school. Um, and certainly our goal in our statement is not to drive other schools. I, like I said, I think all schools are deeply bothered by what's going on. And then every school is going to have to navigate on, indiv- on an individual level how to express that to colleges. And I think we collectively are going to look at what is an approach we could take in a unified Now, way. I said this is the time of year for it. I don't know. <laughs> I know very little about the work you do in, in, in regard to this. But when would a college normally be visiting? Is it November? Is it December? Like if, if Ivy League colleges are sending representatives or any colleges are sending representatives, when would it take place? So they would have sent representatives already ah. in September for seniors because, again, the early right. uh, application deadline being today, they'd want to have lined that up already. Um, we have a Jewish Life on Campus program, which we do in December, um, which is typically more our alumni and JLIC rabbis who come and talk about that Jewish Life on Campus, which will be really an interesting uh, program. Oh. <laughs> this coming December. And then later in the spring is when the college reps will come and present to juniors. Any reaction yet from any colleges? I'm not just... not yet, but... But you they know, have time. But correct. they have time. Right? Exactly. Simple as that. So we'll see what happens. Now, you mentioned a moment ago, and, and really in all your experience in your years of education, you personally probably know tens of Chayalim right now. And I'm not talking about those you may be related to or those who are family in Israel, just students of yours. Mm-hmm. Who are now serving? You could imagine that you know I'm in Israel last week, and I'm astounded by. And of course, I'm all asking the question: Why? Why is a Bergen County kid you know, serving up north? And and it, and it's and their answers are remarkable. Frankly, I mean, I'm sure you've asked the same question at some point uh, or a variation of it. Um, any clue? I mean, you said 40 TABC alums. Any idea how many total you may know from all your years of experience that are now actually serving? Yes, I don't know uh, that that full number, but again, in the currently serving from TABC, the answer is over 40, which is statistically speaking, um, you know, we're we're a current student body of 275. So if you just put the proportion of students, of alumni currently serving, it would be the equivalent of 15% of our student body. Um, And and when you ask why, uh, I, I think it really, it's a tribute to to TABC in terms of the hashkaf and the education that our students experience and, and to their families. Oh, and yeah. I know uh, parents, I know for yeah. many parents, any parent who's listening, how, how emotionally difficult it is to know that your son is right now serving the IDF. But, but that's deep, deep pride. Your son has internalized the values and the messages that you imparted on them, that you chose in terms of schools and camps to impart on your son. Um, and it's really, to us, a badge of pride. It's uh, We have a big poster in the school um, listing all of the uh, alumni currently serving in Sahal with their Hebrew names so we can daven for them. Um, and, and we really want it to be something really palpable that our students understand. And, and I think that has something to do with why the trajectory is so high as far as wanting to serve in the IDF. And there are, you have colleagues in this. There are other schools as well that have, again, similar percentages, which are unbelievable, to say the least. Have... Your seniors approached you. Maybe they've actually gone to your director of uh, you know, college guidance. Might be more appropriate for a conversation or 
the guidance department in general, have they approached you with these concerns? Because you probably have kids. It's now November 1st. There are probably seniors in your school who literally are deciding NYU, YU, Turo, Columbia. I mean, they're, you know, they're, I, I can't relate to this because I didn't have this type of senior year. But there are probably kids who right now are confused about what to do as they watch what's happening, and they really do have three, four choices in front of them. Right, and as as a school, as a yeshiva, our goal is always to have these active conversations. In other words, our view is by the time you're a senior in high school, you're ready to make uh, you know certain decisions in, cons- in consultation with your family. Right. Um, but we always want to talk through on a value level, right? We, we want to be values driven, so um, we want that to be a conversation regardless. You know, the the question of yeshiva university versus a secular college is, is a profound and important conversation, a conversation that takes place you know over the course of four years for our students, and and, and one that our students should go to uh, Mrs. Weinberger, our director of college guidance, but also speak to the administration and also speak to their abeim about in terms of where they can best grow as, as I think, a well-rounded mentor who, who is what we are all aspiring for. And so by that, the way, speaking to a Columbia alumni may not even be that effective because things were very different a couple of years ago. Right, and, and we do, and, you know, internally we speak to our alumni who are on these college right. campuses over the last now, couple of weeks. We've now. been in touch right. with them now, and we'll offer our current students to be in touch with alumni. Um, but it's important to realize that every alum has their own experience and you know we read news stories and you know some Some will say we don't feel anything some will say i was involved in an episode that's scary and i can't sleep at night you know exactly right so obviously it's all about life experiences and people have different ones um it'll be interesting to see how the colleges react to all this frankly um i i'm curious to see uh how the academics on the collegiate level and i'm talking about faculty administration put together the language of a response in in terms of how they're going to guarantee safety of students on campus by the way not the craziest thing you know to guarantee safety of all students on campus correct you know, you know that's, that's not, what i referenced earlier is we don't think what we're asking for is uh is in any way should be offensive right. in any way should be uncomfortable for a college i mean we think it's pretty fundamental that as a college you want the safety of all of your students i would advocate the safety of their islamic students as well every correct. single student Asian, on this everybody campus, everyone should <laughs> feel safe and all we're asking for is we feel a heightened sense of of, of uh fear uh because of the anti-semitism um and i would say we're inspired maybe too strong of a word but right. you know again tracking what's happening uh seeing Go- governor hokel's position and stance and, and to see that uh the the perpetrator in cornell university has been uh, arrested right. is meaningful we right. saw columbia professors uh 200 columbia professors i believe took a very strong stance um in uh, expressing their their total anger at the anti-Semitism that's taking place on their campus. So we are seeing movement, um, but we need to see more movement. And I'm glad you reminded me, Governor Hochul, I don't remember if it's tomorrow morning or Friday morning, she'll be joining us this week here, and we'll have an opportunity to thank her for all of this, including her trip to Israel. Your campus might be different. Again, I'm pretty familiar with it because of our family's experience with it, but, but there has to be yeshiva high schools that have a split student body. Again, whether this is, this is not the time to, to criticize. It's the time just to understand what's going on. There's got to be a split student body in some of the yeshiva high schools out there because we know how youthful people are. They do 
number one, pay a lot of attention to what's happening on social media and the news. Not all the news is pro-Israel, as you might have heard. Uh, and in addition to that, you know how the youth are. They they've often sympathize with, quote-unquote, those who are the downtrodden in a certain situation. I'm trying to say this as sensitively as possible. Uh, should I assume that that's not an issue at TABC, or is it a discussion about the, you know, the, the quote-unquote treatment of Israelis, of others, etc.? No, we have a pretty united voice. Um, I the only voice that I've heard in TABC is one that is uh, pro-life, pro-morality, um, which is pro-justice. Pro-justice, correct? Is 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 incredible moral clarity. We don't need to talk about this side and that side, um, but but really is is clear. In but our you conviction. you have to assume some of your colleagues are going through that, and it must be hard for them, right? I, I guess I don't know, but right. I could if if one was going through that, I can only imagine how difficult it would be because. You know, certain times there are two sides to a story and, and we can understand multiple perspectives. And that's why I think one of the values actually we want for our high school students is to understand um, how to disagree in a respectful way and to be able to see two sides of an issue. But this seems pretty, uh, pretty clear in terms of right and wrong. And the Hamas and ISIS comparisons um, are, are, are incredibly right. evident. Um, the, the horrific nature of, of what's happened to, uh, or what happened three weeks ago, three plus weeks ago, uh, to, to our brothers and sisters in Israel is just devastating. Um, and our students' response. I don't response, know how the kids process it at that age, even, right. even as teenagers. It's just yeah. so impossible to believe. Right, but, but our response has been, been very clear and unequivocal, and I'm not just talking about it in terms of statements, but in terms right. of the actions of our students. There's the students who have, have been involved in, in collecting and, and packing supplies to send to soldiers in Israel, letter writing to soldiers in Israel, our, our tefillah, our, our Torah in terms of learning uh, for the safety of, our stu- of, of people in Israel, learning in memory of those who passed away in Israel. We have a, a wall with, with pictures of all of the hostages. Oh. Um, so it's, it's very clear and unequivocal. We have our Israel Advocacy Club is sharing updates with our student body, with the news. Um, so we're, we're actually really, we're really proud of our students. Um, we're proud of, of, of our parent body, of our, our faculty in Rebbeim. And there's a very clear feeling throughout the building of where we stand. One of my greatest revelations, and people laugh about this, and I think I was laughing about it during the show, we had three Israeli soldiers on la- a week ago, last Wednesday, and they spoke about, I, I, we were kidding about all the different supplies that are coming from the United States because some are really necessary and others are a bit superfluous. And they said, you know what really is amazing? The letters we got. I said, what? You're telling me you don't just dump them in the garbage? They said, are you kidding? We post them all on the wall of the mess tent, you know, where they eat or outside of where they eat. And we're constantly looking at them. And we love the pictures the kids are drawing, you know, some of them better than others. Some of them more appropriate than others. And and we love the poetry that they're writing and the messages that and some of us actually sleep with some of these letters next to us just to remember what we're what, and I have taken this message now obviously to this audience but even to other schools you got to keep writing letters you just got to keep writing letters because I I never in my life thought that that was an effective morale booster I thought it was a good project to keep us engaged with what's going on there. But they say that it's one of the most important things. And, hey, the proof's in the pudding. We have, we have soldiers who are telling us. So please encourage everyone in your school and your colleagues to keep it going. Yeah, that, that struck me really in the, in the first week because I had right. the same same feeling you right. did, which is, you know, these guys <laughs> are actually they're, reading them. <laughs> they're soldiers. They have a lot on their mind in addition to their families who, who they should be in communication with. Um, and, and with so much going on, how much can a, a letter right. from, uh, you know, a high school boy mean exactly. to them? Um, I know how high school boys write. I know the emotions <laughs> they do or don't express. Um, but but it's, it's really uh, it's a, a strong reminder to us um, that everyone has to do their part. And again, our part is is 
manifest in many different ways. Right. Again, the obvious Torah and Tefillah in terms of learning uh, in their in, in their merit and and for Rafush Lehman, for their safety, davening, um, for all of that. But this advocacy as well, and advocacy locally, right? Not just the letters we're sending, yeah. um, but you know, this is a, a bipartisan approach in which we thank President Biden for much of what he's done. We we thank Governor Hochul for what she's done. Um, but the support is 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 clear and unequivocal across party lines. Um, and we send here Representative Gottenheimer, Congressman Gottenheimer has been very strong. Yeah. Uh, Richie Torres has been phenomenal for Israel. Um, and so that part of it also in terms of our own advocacy locally is is critical. Yeah, we need some bridge building between neighbors in the neighborhoods locally. We, like I'm a Jerseyan. But um, it's hard, hard to do that. And I, and I see there are efforts being made to do that, to try to lower the temperature on certain emotions on all sides. So hopefully that'll work. Finally, Rabbi Khan, not that, I mean, this is more of, a, of an abstract question, but I'm curious. You start the school year, right, in September. And I always get the impression that people like yourself and your faculty are like, okay, Simplest Torah is going to be over. School year begins in earnest, and here are the goals, and here is what we intend to cover and do in the next few months. And this year, it's a really long period because Pesach's not till the end of April. you got a long chunk of time to really – and then, of course, this happens, and so much of this now dominates the day. I'm not saying you're neglecting you know, Torah studies and secular studies, but all of this is seeping into both of those, I'd have to assume. How different are things what you expected when – you were sitting around the Kolomoid Sukkot thinking of the school year. Yes, uh, 100% different. Um, but but that really has been the goal. And, and when we talk about it is is how do we balance the day-to-day, uh, which is so critical for our students, the normal, um, and at the same time keep this at the forefront of our mind. And in right. particular, you know, the two things that come to my mind is we had a Shabbaton, uh, Parshas Bratius, um And that oh, was... wow. Yeah. That, was, that it was, must have been intense. And and it was a question, honestly. We, we, we grappled with, do we postpone the Shabbaton? Do we cancel the Shabbaton? Do we go forward with the Shabbaton. Um, and we're very proud that we went forward. We think, A, normalcy and, and healthy outlets are important for our students. Uh, but we also felt that we were giving them an opportunity to really invest you know, these, these emotions and channel them into a meaningful way. You know, we had we went to the rally here locally on right. Thursday night. And, and the truth is we were supposed to go to a water park. We were supposed to go to the Cartwright Water Park. It's been a lot of fun for our students. And, and we felt that with everything going on, how can we just, you know, enjoy a night of, of pure fun when uh, we, we had lost over a thousand Israelis, and and instead we redirected our energies to uh, an evening of learning, to supporting the rally here, the RCBC rally, um, and the kids also got to enjoy the Shabbaton a little bit. But right. but we were able to really channel our emotions in a healthy way um, into to advocating and learning on behalf of of everyone in Israel, and to remember that part of our victory over the evils of Hamas is the smiles of our teenagers. So, you know, we try to balance, on the one hand, I think the deep emotional meaning that, that we're all grappling with, with the fact that teenagers being teenagers is also a victory. And then similarly, uh, within day-to-day class, right? That's it's an important thing. We, we went to education. Whether it's Gemara Shir or math class, we think it's really important. But as are the opportunities to go to a rally, and as are the opportunities for our students to go pack duffel bags to send to Israeli soldiers. Um, and so it's been, uh, you know, it's been a, a balancing act of trying to achieve both of those goals. And, and, and while, yes, it's, it's expecting the unexpected, the truth is that I think uh, this is formative education. Our students uh, will have gained much more 
no by, by ste- stepping up during this situation. I really wonder if the current 9th through 12th graders will have an even larger percentage of IDF service. I wonder. Yes. Because very often, as we know, sometimes to the chagrin of parents, these types of international episodes encourage young people to really get out there on the front lines. And who knows? Yeah, and, and not quite in that way, but on a personal level, I have a daughter who's uh, in seminary this year. Uh, I know you have a right. son in yeshiva. Right. Um, and it's not, not always easy you know, to stay. There are some who left, um, but it's, it's my hope and feel that she and, and all of her friends and all of our alumni who are in yeshiva in Israel um, have actually a more profound experience this year uh, because they're living what it means to really be part of Kal Yisrael in a really deep and meaningful way. No question about it. And uh, again, without any criticism, kudos to the students and parents who have remained in Israel, and many of them, with the help of their institutions, are finding very creative ways to help out, which is incredible. And as you said, life-changing. Um, our best, of course, Rabbi Stochel, your head of school, Rabbi Finkelstein, the entire administration, and uh, TABC will be known as one of the first to, on paper, uh, react uh, to the situation on college campuses around this country, especially here in New York and New Jersey. And let's hope that it uh, it does um, cause some change on those campuses. We'll know probably in the next few weeks, and certainly you'll be able to tell us by the reaction that you get from the uh, heads of these campuses and the representatives of the campuses. Uh, hopefully it'll be a great help, and I'm glad that uh, you were able to come in today to discuss it. Thank you so much for having me, and Pleasure. as you started with, best regards to all the Seagull boys, <laughs> who I'm sure are tuned in right now listening as they do every day to your show. Rabbi Khan, as I've said to you many times, they better be. Simple <laughs> as that. Uh, Rabbi Josh Khan is, of course, the Rosh Hashiva at TABC. Lots to be proud of. Of including this most recent letter that we discussed, but certainly what's happening on campus, as we know firsthand, a lot to be proud of uh, here in Teaneck, New Jersey. It is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program, heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio, around the world of web, and on the Nachum Segal Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app.